the intention, you know, I often say is that when you're a serving team, you are always at the disadvantage, you know. Paddles up, Guru Nation, and welcome to the Pickleball Gurus podcast. We're up to episode 15. And this is Rainy Manaply, and I'm here with Prem Carno, the pickleball guru, author of the best-selling book *Smart Pickleball*, as well as author of the best-selling book *Drop Shot Till You Drop*. Welcome, Guru Nation, um, and I'm uh, very happy to say that the *Drop Shot* book, uh, the number two book, has also been uh, a good success. Uh, just like uh, *Smart Pickleball*, I believe it's also a number one bestseller in Racket Sports at Amazon. It is. Uh, it has been a very fun experience of um, being able to publish the second book uh, as much as the first book was a rundown of everything we did in the clinic. Uh, this book is uh, all about what we do in the boot camp and the, one of the sessions we do. And so it's, uh, it's a comprehensive data uh, analysis and uh, everything you want to know about drop shots uh, in this book. The title of this podcast episode is Drop What You're Doing, and what we're going to do is talk a little bit about the drop shot, more about why you use the drop shot, um, because that's one of the things you talk about in the book. You go into great detail later on about how to do a drop shot, but one of the important things is a lot of people don't understand why you do a drop shot. Why do you do a drop shot, Prang? Uh the, the intention, you know, I often say is that when you're a serving team, you are always at the disadvantage of knowing that one of your opponent is already at the non-volley zone line and the other person, after the return of the, your serve, is also approaching or at the non-volley zone line. And if that is the case, um, you know, there are a few options on what you can do with a ball but the idea of the serving team is to get to the non-volley zone line themselves, considering that um, the, the rule of thumb, it's not a rule of thumb, but it's, it's, it's an imperative that the team which is at the non-volley zone line and able to dominate that non-volley zone line is the team which wins. And so that means that uh, the team which is serving has to find a way to get to that non-volley zone line safely. And, um, and the most effective, I'm not saying that's the only way, but that's the most effective way to get to the non-volley zone line is a drop shot. Because by doing that, uh, an effective drop shot would also mean that your opponent is going to have to hit up on that ball or wait for the ball to bounce before they can hit it up. And that allows your uh, the serving team to get to the non-volley zone line. So that's one of the reasons why the drop shot is such an important part of the game and it's very critical because that's the only way it evens up the table between the receiving team and the serving team to be at the non-volley zone line and able to then move the ball around. Now, you've got a reputation of always using the drop shot. As a matter of fact, in your seven principles of your teaching, it specifically says third shot equals drop. But... You don't even advocate using the third the drop shot for your third shot every time. Not always. Not always. I, it's a pretty simple and a, a straightforward um, option. As I often say, is the drop shot is only effective when you have both your opponents at the non-volley zone line. If they're not at the non-volley zone line, if your 
your returning uh, opponent is still you know lingering at the baseline or somewhere in the no person's land in that particular case just keep driving that ball to that person trying to keep them away from the town volley zone line as i made it very clear before the team which dominates the non volley zone line wins and if they're not there do not invite them so essentially you have uh, three options you can either drive the ball you can lob the ball or you can use a third shot drop. Or actually, you don't even call it the third shot drop anymore. You just call it the drop shot. Absolutely. Um, those are the three options. You know, driving, lobbing, and uh, and uh, and being able to drop shot when your opponents are on the line. But now, when you're at the baseline, when you're trying to try to get to the non-volley zone line, uh, if you're trying to lob a ball, you're going to have to be really, really effective to be able to pass over your opponent who are already at the non-volley zone line and behind them to be able to uh, to be able to lob over them. It's a much, much more riskier business to try and lob from the baseline um, because you might be able to lob it short and forcing your opponent to keep you back by, you know, they'll volley you or, you know, they will probably uh, hit a ball back to you, keeping you back. So it's not a more effective shot by trying to lob them. Driving the ball between your opponents is also not always an effective strategy unless you have an opponent that does not know how to block a ball that way, but a good player will probably be able to punch and keep you back. Um, which means that uh, the serving team has not accomplished what they were intending to do, which is to get to the non-volley zone line. Um, sometimes an effective drive can be efficient when it is driven and then transitioned afterwards into, into a fifth ball or a seventh ball or a ninth ball drop. And I think it was at the U.S. Open, you were joking with some of the other pros, uh, they went through like 13 iterations of a drop shot. In yeah. fact, it was not 13, it was actually 30. 30. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke, it was sort of a standing joke how mm -hmm. one person who was able, to, who was standing in the baseline was trying to drop and drop and it was not as effective, but and then they kept on pushing him back, but it took him, I don't think 30 was probably accurate, but it was mm -hmm. a, a lot of balls, but he was able to dig every ball, but um, but he was trying to he was trying to hit an effective drop shot. Sometimes it might not happen. Uh, but at, this was obviously at the pro level where you know they have a lot of skill sets to bring the ball back in. Um, having said that, um, it did probably take a lot of balls for him to get in there. But uh, eventually he got there and was able to convert what he wanted to do. But that's um, that's the effectiveness of a, a good. Um, a good drop shot, uh, and then be able to get, get to the non-volley zone line and start um, uh, start attacking uh, when the opportunity arises. I'm not sure whether you mentioned it or not, but the whole point of the drop shot is that it buys you time. Well, that's a fundamental part of my philosophy is that do everything and anything which buys you time. If it doesn't buy you time, please don't ever do it. Um, and uh, so drop shot is definitely one of the effective ways to do it. Again, I really, really want to reiterate it to all our listeners here is that I don't pretend or no, nor do I claim that that's the only way to do it or this is the only way to do it. Um, it's uh, a way, not the way to do it. Uh, but it's the effective, one of the effective ways to, to, to be able to get to the non-volley zone line safely. 
So when I mean drop shot, it doesn't have to be the third ball. It can be the fifth, it could be the seventh, it could be the ninth. Uh, um, you know, if you are able to hit an effective third ball drop and get into the non-volley zone line, you know, you're, you, you're among some of the elite players out there. And one of the big things that you mentioned, uh, specifically because you don't call it uh, a third shot drop anymore, you just call it a drop shot, is because even if you can drive the ball really well, you're going to have to eventually transition to get to the line. Absolutely. Um, you know, at the elite level, you generally send us a, some, sometimes as a strategy, they might just drive the, the, the third ball but they are willing to transition into the fifth ball or um, because it's comparatively shorter distance from where they're going to have to drop the ball compared to the baseline or from uh, no person's line it's an easier drop uh, to do or even further closer makes it easier to get to the non-line. Now uh, for players, uh, up and coming players, if you really want to try and drive the ball and um, oftentimes uh, they, they look at the pro level players and say, well, they seem to be trying, what should I not drive? Now, I'm not saying that you can't drive. The problem with the driving ball is if you drive a ball and then you stay back and not being able to transition, um, if you're not able to transition, then it's not an effective, the, the drive ball has no effectiveness to it. And uh, I think that's the, bit, the, the key is to be able to transition uh, even if it is the fifth ball or the seventh ball to get into the non-body zone line. Uh, off, but at the lower level players, uh, oftentimes they drive and they keep driving and they keep driving, but they never actually make any effort to get to the non-body zone line because their opponents are going to keep them away from it. And so that's uh, that's the most important, vital important point is that if you're going to drive, uh, you, that's a test to see if they are going to drop it shorter so that you get quickly. But if you don't, um, then it doesn't make any sense. So um, please, uh, it's, it's good to watch the elite players do what they do. But if you want to be as effective as they are, then um, also develop a, a good game, what I would call the game of transition, knowing how to transition from the baseline to the non-volley zone line. And so that's all about why you want to use the drop shot. Uh, if you want to check out Prame's book, it's on Amazon. I have a link in the show notes. Uh, it's only $4.99, and it's more information than you can possibly imagine about the drop shot. It is a shorter book. It's about half the size of Smart Pickleball. That's why we price it a little bit differently. But I think it does clock in at about 80 pages on a Kindle. Um, and they do have graphics in it. Yeah, lots of graphics, lots of pictures. Um, the why, where, who... Uh, all those questions on and how, maybe most importantly, how to do the drop shot. Yes, so there's a lot of uh, demonstration or at least uh, pictures of uh, uh, the mechanics of a, a good drop shot and how to do it. And hopefully by the time you finish reading that book, you will be probably an expert of a good drop shot or at least uh, have a good awareness on how to get a good drop shot. But then get to the courts and start practicing. Uh, the other thing to add, I think there's 10 drills at the end of the book uh, on how to perfect your drop shot. Uh, not all of them are, you know, just going out on the court and hitting a bucket of balls. I think there's like three on-court assignments to pay attention to while you're playing. Um, 
The other thing I'll mention is if you haven't already, head on over to pickleguru.com where you can check out Praying's boot camp and clinic schedule, as well as sign up for his monthly newsletter. And you can pick up some guru gear, a smart pickleball t-shirt, or some other cool stuff offered by Dink T. And I think that's it for this episode, Prang. Anything else you'd like to add? I have nothing else to add. It's just go have fun on a pickleball court and remember, it's only pickleball. It's only pickleball. Thank you very much, Guru Nation.